How's it, everybody? It's Willie Paul sitting down with Pastor Brandon. He's in the office. I'm at home. How's parking? It's all right. This construction is pretty frustrating. Kind of waiting for this to be done. But c'est la vie, as they say. Mm, sorry, I don't speak Spanish. That's okay. Neither do I. Anyway, how's everything going? It's uh, all right. Construction and parking aside. Yeah. Not too bad. It's going pretty good. Excited about this weekend's message. Love talking about uh, Blessed are the Pure in Heart. Uh, talked to a lot of people after service. Got some good feedback from it. Just feel like this weekend was really challenging. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think anytime we talk about the heart, it's particularly challenging. So. Yeah, this is definitely one of the one of the um, one of the hard hitters in the Beatitudes because there's things like be merciful, and that's kind of just like a okay, I can be more merciful, uh, but to yeah. be pure in heart, especially as Jesus defines it, is very very difficult. Yeah. Um, so. To start off, there was something that you talked about, uh, just a, a small sentence that I wanted to ask you about. Sure. You said you don't eat rice every day? You don't eat rice a lot? Not like every day. Just depends on what we're making. How often do you eat rice? Uh, not as much as I think most local people do, to be honest. Yeah, because I was honestly pretty surprised. I was like, wait, <laughs> like I eat rice almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> I should be eating more rice. Yeah, it's where the strength comes from. Yeah, that's what I've heard. You see this? Ooh. What am I looking at? <laughs> it's a filter. It makes my arms look smaller. Um, oh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> IRL filters. Got it. We're not here to talk about my arms or rice. Uh, talking about... Like yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are we even talking about right now? Uh, Your heart. We're talking about the weekend message, uh, the pure of heart, and uh, man, this is honestly like we just like we just mentioned. It's it's a it's a really tough one uh, because as we got into like uh, further down, I believe it's in Matthew six, uh, where Jesus says, "Like you've heard it said, don't murder." But if you look at someone, if you're angry with someone, uh, mm -hmm. then you're guilty of murder, and that's just like a well, okay, I've, I, I, I'll never kill anyone, but, like, I've been <laughs> angry at people. And so it's like, wait, you're telling me that, like, that is the bar that is set. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. And so I guess my first question, Pastor Brandon, you, you said to ask this. How's your heart? Honestly, on a Monday, my heart's tired. <laughs> like, it's processing the whole weekend and. Oh, man, I think it is one of the best questions to ask, though, is a mm -hmm. self-introspective kind of question. And then also to ask people like in your connect group, it's a, you know, when the time is right to just be asking good, deep questions like that. I think it's a question that really helps to, um, no pun intended, get to the heart of the matter, just how are you really doing you know, amidst all the stuff we can talk about. It's really easy in our connect groups to just talk about surfacey things. And I think there's a place for that. But as conversations start to get deeper, almost like walking into the ocean at the beach, you don't want to stay in ankle deep water. You want to go a little bit deeper and deeper into things. I think the matters of the heart are those kind of issues uh, mm. that we can be asking about. So how's your heart uh, with everything else that's going on? So sometimes we have people that will uh, complain about the same thing every weekend. Um, 
or they'll keep it shallow, just talk about work or other things that aren't as consequential. Mm-hmm. So I think asking about how's your heart with all that. Um, and if that person receives that question well and takes it seriously, then it really gets down to, you know, honestly, I'm just really frustrated and I'm really discouraged or, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm excited for what's going on, but I'm a little bit scared about what could be coming up. So things like that. I think that's really a good question to ask when it comes to matters of the heart. Mm. So with being tired and all of that, um, I mean, I, if, if we all look into our hearts, uh, we have a lot of words to describe it, but probably pure is not one of them. Yeah. Um, how do you like find the balance of you're tired? It's after the weekend you preached Thursday and then Sunday uh, with everything in between, um, with all of the descriptors, all of the adjectives that you would describe your heart as, how do you balance putting pure into there, you know, or like striving to put pure in there? Yeah. Um, I think really what's interesting is that purity isn't something that you can naturally place there on your own. So you, it's almost like, how do you put something into your heart that you don't already have? Right. Mm. Mm. So, I think purity comes from coming to God with our hearts and saying, Lord, I am, my heart is, and whatever it might be, right? It could be uh, negative emotions like frustration. It could be um, actual just realities like I'm tired or, right, or I'm exhausted or things like that. And it's coming to God uh, for that refilling, for that rejuvenation and asking the Lord to put in the purity that only comes from him. That's why we ended the sermon with Psalm 51. So David says, created me a clean heart, oh God. It's almost like he's asking God to create something that he couldn't, David himself couldn't do on his own. So I think for us, it's coming to God in our, in our relationship with him. This devotional life aspect of the spiritual growth chart here at Metro isn't just because we should be doing Christian things. It's because that's where, that's where our purity comes from, is from Christ himself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a misnomer to think, oh, I can just do these things on my own. Um, while it's true that we can uh, come up with some some good things, I think purity itself is one of those things where naturally in our person, we don't always have the capacity to create that on our own uh, strength. So coming to God for it is really what should be happening. So on Mondays, um, I like to take some time uh, just to get into the water, to also spend time in prayer, get into the word, because I know that I need to be before God to help me with my heart as I face the things going forward. Mm. So how does, what is that, uh, like, give me some tips for maybe someone who is struggling with coming to Jesus, uh, because I think on a long enough scale, all of us eventually do that, um, of like, I'm frustrated, I'm tired, I'm angry, I'm overworked, I'm overwhelmed. And then at a certain point, we're like, oh yeah, we should pray about this, go to Jesus. How do you, how do you like shorten that timeline of the frustration, the irritation, et cetera, et cetera, to going to Jesus saying, you know what, sorry, creating me a pure heart. Um, shortening the timeline is an interesting way of looking at it because really it's, you know, what else are you going to run to? Right? Mm. So it's almost like um, through a process of elimination, already telling yourself these other things aren't going to help me with what's going on. So whatever else we turn to or uh, that makes us feel better about, life, our circumstances, our feelings, you know, some of us turn to things that are negative, like vices, some of us turn to distractions. Um, Others of us turn to all kinds of different things that would kind of fill that void. 
So to shorten the timeline, really, it's more like saying, here, here's what's actually going to help. And if you don't believe yourself, then you'll figure that out later when you've exhausted all your options. When you find yourself um, not finding the same satisfaction from what used to bring you satisfaction, it, it's similar to this idea of those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because then they'll be filled. It's when you, if you really want God's way, his right way, his righteousness, then that's where you're going to find that satisfaction. That's the only way that you're going to do that. So I think we need to consider what that looks like um, when you're saying, you know, how do we shorten the timeline and all these things? I think it comes down to um, asking yourself, okay, so what am I really looking for here? Mm. And then going to God. That's good advice. That's good advice. No, no, I'm asking for a friend. It's not, not a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I no, never I get frustrated. I never get irritated. Never. I know. I've known you for a bit. You never get frustrated or irritated. Yeah. Now, sometimes you are frustrating and irritating, but. But that's not what this is talking about. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're not here to talk about how irritating it's not. Hey, um, you know, what's interesting, really, is I think all of us know that the answer lies in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's us actually making the time and effort to do that. You know? Yeah, and making that the the first go-to as opposed to second, third, fifth, tenth. Sometimes it feels like um, in a in a metaphor type of way, it's, you know, late at night when I want to watch TV and I want to stay up or I want to, you know, eat late night snacks or, but what I really need to do is sleep. Like my body is really asking me to sleep, but I'm like, no, I'm going to watch this next episode or we're going to start a movie late. Or, you know, I feel like I owe it to myself because I worked so hard and what I really need is sleep. And it almost feels like this idea in Matthew 13, when Jesus says, you know, come to me if you're weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. You know, my, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you know, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. We're like, Hey, that sounds great. Let me go do all this other stuff. And when that doesn't fill me, I'll come back to what I know is actually what I actually need. And, you know, when I wake up the next morning, all tired because I stayed up late for no reason. I'm like, why did I go to bed earlier? You know, it's that mm -hmm. little bit of morning regret when you go, man, that was a bad idea. And I think similarly for us, when we look at our lives and, you know, we're saying, you know, how do we shorten that length of time between going to God for a pure heart? I think it's remembering, man, that's really where my soul finds its rest is in time with God and in devotions and prayer and making that uh, an important part of our day. I think that's where we find that, that peace, that purity that we're really looking for here. I think that a big sign of maturity is being able to, you know, there, the episode ends on a cliffhanger and you're like, oh no, what happens in the next episode? Uh, but the maturity is, no, I got to go to bed. Like, I got to get enough sleep for tomorrow. And I think that uh, in in the same way, spiritual maturity is being able to say, ah, I want to run and gossip with my friends or like vent or something or, or X, Y, Z to deal with these, uh, you know, emotions, these frustrations, anything that's going on. Uh, but I know that the right answer is to go to Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a neat little maturity, spiritual maturity. What is it? I just had a complete brain fart. Like mirror coincidence. What is the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> I don't really know, but I'm laughing at this. All right. So let's just move on. Say you've done that. You're, you, 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 you take a deep look at yourself uh, and maybe even in the context of a connect group, uh, you talk about things and, you realize that you go to Jesus, you pray, you read your Bible, you allow Jesus to purify your heart. 
Um, what are some things that you can do to keep the contaminants out as you talked about? Um, you know, keeping contaminants out is really garbage in garbage out. You mm-hmm. know, like what you're watching, what you're looking at, what you're scrolling through, what you're listening to. Unfortunately, a lot of times, um, you know, what does art imitate life or life imitate art? I think it's probably both. Right. So I think for ourselves in today's day and age, we have to look at, okay, so what am I really investing my time into my thoughts? Right. Mm-hmm. What am I looking at um, on my phone or, you know, when I have downtime? So it's that. It's also being realistic about when my heart isn't feeling great about situations or people or, you know, feeling insecure or feeling frustrated. And then it's continually going back to God. So, you know, this past weekend we said um, God purifies our hearts through community. And that's like in our connect group, it's pursuing righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call it to God with a pure heart. That's a big deal. So I think, you know, when you look at your connect group, is it just a group of guys or girls who are just hanging out? Is it just social time? Are we actually trying to pursue God? I think that's a that's a big tell right there. I mean, the second thing is, as we're going through struggle and things aren't going well, is acknowledging that God is with me, just like gold is refined uh, through all of it. Um, and if God is refining my heart through this, then when the impurities rise, it's it's that last thing. God purifies our heart through surrender. It's giving that to God. And I think the most, um, we said earlier, the most important question you can ask is, how's my heart, right? But then I think one of the most important statements you can do in light of that is, um, like that old worship song, it's Lord, I give you my heart. I just surrender it back to you today. Um, have your way. Like, I just, I want to give this to you because I know on my own, my heart becomes all kinds of different ways that it shouldn't be. So mm. I think, um, you know, as we realize uh, the areas of our life that aren't going well to keep contaminants out, so to speak, is to identify them quickly. It's almost like our human bodies. It's like, how do we keep bad bacteria out? Well, you know, wash your hands and, you know, don't do stuff like that. But when bad bacteria gets in or viruses, white blood cells come and attack those things, you know, in a perfectly functioning human body. Um, In a similar way, I wonder if there's like spiritual white blood cells, if you will, that when things get into our hearts that we just sick them on, okay, go after that and identify it quickly versus letting it fester or letting it um, really get into our systems. So Mm. contaminants will happen, right? But it's what we do about it in the meantime. So imagine if someone sticking with the white blood cell metaphor is uh, feeling ill or feeling sick, it would be silly for them to ignore it and just keep pushing on and, and doing things and, you know, uh, doing all the things you shouldn't do when you're sick. So you get even more sick and you ignore it versus sleeping or, I don't know, drinking soup or whatever it is that we do to take care of ourselves with a cough, right? Um, in a similar way, when we recognize that our hearts um, are sick or our hearts aren't doing well and there's contaminants coming in, it's, it's uh, taking care of it. It's, uh, you know, maybe the equivalent in the metaphor with sleeping when your body's feeling ill is resting in Christ, is coming to him with all of our issues, stuff like that. I think be something to think about because it's not like Christ purifies our hearts once and for all and then it's over, right? Yeah. It redeems us and then identifies that our hearts aren't well. But, you know, the, the prophecy, the promise given in the Old Testament is I'll replace your heart of stone, replace it with a heart of flesh. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. Because it's almost like God himself is the one that's doing it. And we're not the ones that are in control of it. We're only in charge of allowing him to do that in our lives. Dang, that's really good. Just to uh, that kind of like being able to recognize the symptoms and like uh, act on it quickly, you know, yeah. as opposed to, ah, I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about like, uh, I used to work as a barista. And so 
we just we deal with like gallons and gallons of milk every day you know and i got really good at uh the sniff test for milk uh and you know sometimes i would uh take a sniff and be like it's questionable and then pour it into a cup and drink it to see if it was like good and i ended up like multiple times drinking some uh very very not good milk uh and i think that there's there's times in our lives where it's like that like for real just like i wonder if this is good (sighs) no it's not um i think that there are also times in our lives where we have a situation that we're about to go through whether it's like what we're watching or the people that we're hanging out with or the function that we're going to where you're kind of doing a sniff test and you're like i'm not sure about this one Um, yeah and so if I had just erred on the side of caution, I wouldn't be drinking rotten milk, you know? Well, can I add to that? Because I, I love the fact of you drinking rotten milk just to test it out. But, you know, metaphorically speaking, if you had a coworker with you and you could say, hey, can you smell this? And then you had a second opinion, right? What do you think about this? That would totally save you. Um, <laughs> I, work with the guy, I work with a guy that was almost like we were very similar. And yeah. so like, does it smell good? It's like, I don't know, drink it. Yeah, we should both drink it. <laughs> Just to okay. be safe. So if you have a if you're in a connect group and you have a questionable situation, if you're it's good to ask them in your group, hey, what do you think about this? And if they're at the same subpar maturity level as you <laughs> are in your taste buds, you're both gonna get sick. But if you have someone who's a little more mature, who has more experience, something like that, then that really helps. They have a more refined palate, if you will, spiritually. And they can say, Oh, that's not a good idea. I actually had a friend um when I was in my early 20s, and a group of my friends, you know, we're going to go out and they're going to go to this club and they're going to get this, this bar and then to this strip club. And I was a Christian and I was like, I don't want to go to this thing. That didn't sound very good. But then I started rationalizing in my head. That's not too bad. And, you know, I'm not going to go and do all these things and I'll just go with them. So I called my friend um, who was a strong Christian that I respected. And I said, hey, I'm thinking about this. And he told me over the phone, are you stupid? That's the worst idea ever. I said, no, 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 I'm going to, and I told him my rationalization. I'm going to hang with my friends. Like, I'm not going to do anything silly. And he goes, dude, you do not want to go to those things. Trust me. Like, it's not going to bring you closer to God. You know, you're going to lust after these women. You're, you know, all these things. I was like, you have a point. And I'm really glad I listened to him because on my own, I was doing the milk sniff test, you know, like, yeah, it's not that bad. And then I asked my friends who could care less about God. And they're like, yeah, it's not that bad. And when I called my other friend who was actually a Christ follower, loved Jesus, he gave me much more perspective and that's what I needed. And I think in our connect groups, that's one of the things that we need to do for one another is have the relationships where we can say, Hey, I'm thinking about this and then have enough relationship where someone could say, dude, that's a bad idea. I love you. I love the Lord. I want you to love the Lord more. I'm, I want to tell you, this is a bad idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're not in a connect group, we have great connect groups here at Metro. You can head over to our website. There's a connect group finder. Super, super easy. And it is uh, honestly one of the best things that you could do uh, in your walk with Jesus is having that team of people around you uh, that are going to help to call you out and say, dude, don't drink rotten milk. Like, definitely, it's obviously spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think that we would uh, do it just because just it was funny if it was, yeah. but... Ah, uh, Willie, back when you were young and dumb. Uh, yeah, all like, those years ago. 
Uh, you ended you ended the message talking about uh, the three ways that God purifies us uh, through struggle, through community, and through surrender. Um, and real quick, before we get into it, community uh, is absolutely a connect group, but it's also the people that you have around you. And one of the things that we're doing uh, at Metro is an Ohana Beach Day. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited for this. It's like geared more towards young families, uh, Metro kids age, but it's open to anyone uh, who wants to just hang out with their families at the beach. And part of the part of the hope, our hope for this is that um, like the parents can get together and exchange phone numbers and like text each other and support each other and have that community of like people going through the same thing around them. So find out more on our website, uh, register. If you want a bento, it's going to be real fun. Um, but there's purifies our hearts through struggle, through community and through surrender. Pastor Brandon, what are you working on this week? Man, I'm working on, I'm working on all kinds of stuff right now. In fact, that's why I'm in the <laughs> office today. <laughs> I think the hardest part about having a pure heart is continually going back to God, man. I feel like, you know, I wish my heart would stay, have a shelf life of purity. You know, I just go into the mechanic every once, every three months, but I think it's something that is almost, almost a daily thing, you know, Mm. where I'm tested on something, uh, especially with, and we say this a lot, but it's with the people that, you know, and know you and that love you the most usually, but because you love, they love you the most, they sometimes can't stand you the most, probably your family or, you know, your kids or your, your, your mom or your dad or your coworkers, whatever it is, I think being tested in a period of our hearts is that important. And, you know, we, we haven't talked about this in the Hanaho podcast, but you know, as we wrap this up, let's not forget the reason why a pure heart is so important. It's not because it's a, it's a superpower or a nice attribute. It's because Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, because you'll see God. You will see more of God in your life as your heart is being purified. And it's not just seeing, as I mentioned a little bit, the evidence is of his goodness. You know, there's a song on the radio that says, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. That's true. But even more so, it's having that relationship with the King of Kings, uh, with the one that actually wants to receive us. It's coming into that fullness. And I think because so many times we're looking for that. Um, one of the things that really opened my eyes in this series is that the Beatitudes stack on each other, mm-hmm. is that it's, it's hard to have a pure heart, you know, if you don't first choose to be merciful, right? It's hard to be merciful unless you desire, uh, you hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because otherwise, why should I be merciful, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's even harder to do that unless you choose to be meek and humble and lowly, right? And then you can't be meek and humble unless you're going to be someone who's going to mourn our own sin and realize, man, I got nothing. And that all starts by being poor in spirit. See, I think that that point is so interesting, man. I didn't know that until we started to do this series and I was doing the study for it, which is why this upcoming weekend, as we talk about blessed are the peacemakers, sometimes we think you should just be a peacemaker. Like that should just naturally flow out of you because you're a Christian. It's like, actually, no, I think it all starts um, with being poor in spirit and then builds up to the place of having a heart that is pure. Mm. So I'm interested to see as we look towards the tail end of this series with peacemakers and then persecution, like, how does this change the way that we as Christ followers live? Because, you know, Willie, when I think about our church here at Metro, I think I love what God is doing at Metro. No doubt about that. Um, what I really want to see happen is our lives being changed by Jesus, you know, through the things that he taught so we can live more like him. And 
I know it's been happening for me and I hope it's been happening for others that are attending our services, watching online, even you listening to this podcast, that because of what we've been not just teaching, but we've been absorbing um, and receiving into our lives that we'll be changed by what Christ is saying to us. So I know for me, I've been challenged with this idea of having a pure heart and I don't want it just to be a tune-up, you know, or something where going to the mechanic once every three months, but rather um, where Jesus says, those are the people that are blessed. Those whose hearts are saying, Lord, I need you. And that's how you're going to see more of God in your life. Yeah. The striking thing to me about uh, this beatitude is that it's not uh, the period of heart might or on a good day or like only at worship nights or church services uh, will see God, but it's just pure in heart. See God. It's like a equals B. Yeah. Um, you know, this whole pure of heart part is like, you know, pure from my heart, God, from insecurity, from selfish ambition, you know, from anger and resentment and, you know, from a lack of faith or pure from my heart from, you know, being so upset with others for different reasons. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think so many of us wrestle with that and more and other things. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, man, I don't know how if my, I know my heart's not pure. I don't know how it's ever going to get there. It won't by yourself. And I think if you're listening to this, at the end of this, just pause your phone and or put down your computer and spend some time with God. Put your timer on your phone for like five, 10 minutes and then put on airplane mode and put on the side and ask God to purify your heart. Get into the word. Start reading. Um, spend some time in prayer. Let the Holy Spirit just really minister to your heart. And I think that's how we pursue God together with pure hearts. Nice. I like that. I really like that. Uh, you know, unless, if you're driving, obviously... Just turn the radio off. Don't like close your eyes or start reading the Bible. <laughs> Focus on the road. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's really, really good. Uh, something I used to do is when I would drive is I, w- I wouldn't listen to music or podcasts or anything. And I'll just use driving time as like uh, praying and stuff like that. Um, and it was really good. That's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. So where, wherever you are in your life uh, listening to this, uh, Jesus promises us that if we're pure in heart, uh, not through our struggle or not through our own struggle or our own work or that we can uh, do enough to get there, uh, but through surrendering and coming to Jesus time and time again and letting him purify us, that we'll, we'll see God. And um, yeah, so that's our encouragement to you this this week is put your phone on airplane mode, put it where you can't see it. Did you know that's a thing? If you can, like, see your phone, it, like, distracts you without it even being on. Crazy. I believe it. So put it in the other room uh, for five minutes. You'll be okay. And just ask God to purify your heart so that you can see him. Right on. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, Pastor Brandon. All right, everybody. Catch you guys soon. Catch you soon. Visit our website for info of what we talked about. Register for uh, service, Ohana Beach Day, Connect Group, everything you need at the website. All right, everybody. Shoots.